Good day, everyone. I'm Fort Wayne Mayor Tom Henry, and welcome back to another edition of the Mayor Tom Henry podcast. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. This is episode number six, recorded on June the 25th, 2018. Uh, Today, and in future episodes, uh, we're going to try something a little bit different. I thought it would be fun to bring in Fort Wayne public officials and have them talk about their roles and departments. Now, so for today, we're going to welcome Eric Leahy, the chief of the Fort Wayne Fire Department. Eric, welcome to the program. Thanks, Mayor. Eric, uh, I've got a number of questions that I uh, put together that I think would give our listening public a, a little better idea, perhaps, of uh, you personally and, uh, and also how the department itself has been progressing over the past several years. Uh, but first about you uh, personally, Chief. Uh, you know, a lot of people uh, hear about the fire chief and police chief and other department heads and division directors, and, and they only see them at a, at a, uh, at a professional level. So I think that, uh, uh, I, I'm sure, as, as a matter of fact, that they're curious to know about the man behind the badge, so to speak. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, your hobbies, uh, your family, uh, your career progression, and so on. Sure, and I guess I'll just start at the beginning. I okay. Was born and raised in Fort Wayne. Um, I graduated from Concordia High School in 1988, and then uh, just like you, I joined the military after that. And so, January of 1989, I uh, left for Army basic training uh, down at Fort Benning, Georgia. Uh, after graduating uh, from the Army basic training uh, center, I was assigned to Fort Ord, California out on the west coast there and uh, December of that same year 1989 I deployed to Panama for Operation Just Cause which was the the uh, war on drugs and the Manuel Noriega mission uh, after leaving the army I returned to Fort Wayne I reconnected with my sweetheart my high school <laughs> sweetheart uh, who I married in 1994 and now we have two beautiful daughters 21 and 19 um, I worked, uh, prior to the fire department, I worked for Fort Wayne Wire Dye and Metform Tool and Dye as a tool and dye manufacturer. Uh, I attended IPFW here locally for a few years, and then I was approached by a friend who was, who had attempted to get on the fire department in the class in 1995. He didn't make it and felt like his, uh, shortcomings, one of his shortcomings was, uh, passing the physical agility test. So he wanted someone to work out with, someone who can motivate him. So I agreed to do that, and actually I was uh, considering going back into the Army at that point. So uh, we worked out together, and then uh, the day of the written test came, and he encouraged me to try out for the fire department, and I reluctantly (laughs) agreed. (laughs) Um, And he ended up failing the written test and I ended up passing Um, and we thought that maybe if I just continued on in the process that I could gather some valuable intel for him as he tried out for the next class. So I kept going and I kept passing (laughs) and then uh, got on the Fort Wayne Fire Department in the class of 1996. Uh, Since getting on the fire department I've had the privilege of serving at some of our busiest engine houses in the city of Fort Wayne which is always a matter of pride for firefighters here. Sure. Always trying to stay busy. Um, I've also served as a captain instructor with the Fort Wayne Fire Department, District Chief of Training, 
the district chief of special operations, the deputy fire chief and chief of operations, and now I've been serving as fire chief since 2014. So you have about 20 some years then on the force? Mm -hmm. Oh just about the same time you've been married yeah so yeah so go hand in, in fact, hand my uh my oldest daughter was born while i was in the fire academy oh, in 1996 okay. yeah well obviously both of them have served you well yes so, okay yes <laughs> i was hoping you're going to say that okay all right um the you mentioned a few minutes ago that uh, uh, you were at some of the busier uh, firehouses. Is station number one still one of the most, or one of the yes. busiest? Uh, and that is the main uh, fire station downtown. And, and it probably has uh, more equipment, I would guess, and vehicles than other stations because of the volume. It does. Uh, That particular location, that's been the location now for a while. Uh, is, is it because of the, the demographics of the city that that's where it is? Or is there another reason why it's located there? Well, actually, to give a little background on this, the first fire station, station number one, was actually in the 1800s located on uh, the corner of Court and Berry Streets. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'll be darned. And then um, was located... Uh, about, I want to say in the 1890s, I think. Yeah, about 1893, it was located on Main Street between Lafayette and Barr. Okay. Right where the museum is, yes. or Museum of Art is now. And then somewhere after that, like around the 1970s, it was moved to its current location. So it has moved around a little bit based upon whatever is happening downtown. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it moved around, and uh, yeah, it's had that moniker of the main fire station. Um, simply because station number one was the first fire station <laughs> in the city of Fort Wayne. And we kind of went through a period there of where we had volunteer fire services uh, leading up to um, a few major fires within the downtown area back in the 1800s, which uh, caused sure. uh, uh, uproar by the citizens, uh, forcing city council at the time to start a paid fire department. And so um, with that, as time has gone on, uh, apparatus have gone bigger we've seen the you know the transition from horse-drawn carriages um, and horse-drawn fire apparatus to Jeez. mechanized fire apparatus to now you know uh, 100-foot ladder trucks and um, so with with the growth of our department with the growth of technology and the, and the developments in technology our fire stations have had to kind of grow with it and so fire station one has always been that that bigger station where we store a lot of our specialty team mm. equipment how many firefighters do we have now? Right now, we have about 348 firefighters. And uh, we have a class? We have a class Let's in right now, about 20 recruits. Okay. Uh, are those, are those going to be on top of the ones we have, or are some of those going to be replacing uh, retiring firefighters? All 20 of those recruits are replacing uh, firefighters okay. that we've lost through so, retirement. So we'll have about the same amount. Do you think that's sufficient? We try and keep it at about 361. That helps us kind of control that overtime okay. uh, line in our budget um, without getting too heavy. So what we shoot for 
is about four, what we actually shoot for is four firefighters on every apparatus per day. So that gets us a minimum manning of 96 per day. Well, you have a new class, as, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, when will that class graduate? So that class will graduate in September. Okay. So let's say I wanted to be a firefighter or somebody who's listening wants to be a firefighter. Uh, you know, what kind of qualifications do they need? Uh, when are you going to be taking applications again? Can you give us a little bit? Sure. So, so the minimum qualification is just to fill out an application for the Fort Wayne Fire Department. You have to have a high school diploma or equivalency. Um, you also have to be between the ages of 21 and 36. So no younger than 21, no older than 36 at the time of application and graduation. Okay. Um, we will probably, depending on whether or not it's accepted in this this year's budget, budget. submission, <laughs> Uh, we will be looking to put on another class in 2019, so that will be our 91st recruit class. Okay. Uh, we have applied for what's known as a SAFER grant through the federal government, which would provide funding for 10 additional firefighters, um, salaries, benefits, cost of training for two years. Uh, if we get that grant, then we will take, because of the timeline necessary in order to meet the terms of the grant, we will take uh, recruits from the current list. If we don't get the grant, then we'll probably um, start another hiring process, including recruiting I got you. and the like. And they can they uh, they would apply for it through uh, like the website, city of yeah, Fort Wayne so, website. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you can apply when, when the application is up mm -hmm. and active. You can apply through the city of Fort Wayne website and the Fort Wayne Fire Department website. Okay. And we'll post information on all of our social media, Excellent. Um, Facebook. Good. Good. Oh, well, obviously, it's a, it's a tr tremendous career for someone who is interested and can, can pass all the tests and everything. Uh, I don't know of a firefighter who doesn't say it's the best job in the world. So uh, <laughs> it, uh, uh, at least I haven't met any yet. It's a good uh, job. It, it, that's, <laughs> uh, it's a tremendous career. That's for the right person, that's for yeah. sure. Um, one of, the, one of the changes that you made uh, within the past few years, Chief, was moving uh, the uh, firefighters uh, to, um, uh, to include additional training in the area of uh, advanced life-saving. Um, can you tell us a little bit uh, uh, more about that and why it was so important to have them cross-trained? Yeah, so in November of 2016, we actually entered into an agreement with the Three Rivers Ambulance Authority where they would uh, take revenue that they generate from being the ambulance provider in the city of Fort Wayne and direct it towards the fire department to help us in increasing our level of certification from the basic level to the advanced level. So since November of 2016, we have been working diligently to not only train our members but also train incoming new members uh, to that advanced level, which includes advanced EMT or emergency medical technicians and paramedics. So they're two separate certifications, paramedic being the highest certification. Mm -hmm. um, since that, uh, that no, since November of 2016, we've graduated two advanced EMT classes from our own academy. And we just saw the graduation of uh, eight paramedics from the Ivy Tech paramedic program. So we do have a partnership with Ivy Tech then for the training. Yeah, we, we, we have sent, uh, like I said, we sent eight of our firefighters through that program. Right. Um, 
to become certified to the paramedic level. Mm -hmm. So they've been working on that for the last year or so. So most of our, well, should say all of our firefighters are trained in basic life-saving techniques. And what we're doing now is taking it up to the next level of, of advanced. Yeah, and so, yes, exactly. And so this is um, in an effort to make sure that we have the highest level of care we can possibly give in the field to our citizens. So um, typically or historically, that care arrived on scene with the ambulance. Mm -hmm. um, and that was one of the reasons, Chief, why a lot of traffic accidents and other types of calls, we would always see a fire truck there. Right. Number one, there's there's a lot of stations around town, so they will, many times the the apparatus would get there before the ambulance would. That's exactly right. And, and so with our uh, with with the placement of our 18 fire stations throughout the city of Fort Wayne, um, we crew well with the specific goal in mind of being able to respond mm -hmm. to any emergency as soon as possible, and that goal being established by the National Fire Protection mm -hmm. Association or mm -hmm. NFPA. Um, that goal is four minutes or less. So by placing those 18 stations strategically throughout the city, we have a distinct advantage of being able to get to most places within the city limits in about four minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, that's our, our average response time. It's at, right now actually about three minutes. So we're exceeding that expectation of that. And by increasing the, the training of the firefighters, uh, in many cases now when there's traffic accident or, or, or the like, they would be in a better position to provide life-saving care where before they might have had to wait till the ambulance got there. Yeah, and what, well, probably one of the biggest advantages is that when a paramedic arrives on the scene at the earliest point possible, mm -hmm. they can kind of direct that care. So they can lay out a plan from from arrival on the scene to all the way to the to the arrival at the hospital. Right. Um, so working with the ambulance service and our medical director and the EMS foundation, those medics uh, through their training and through our partnership with TRA can kind of direct that care so we know exactly where we're going. In the past, we've only been able to give care to that basic level. Now we can kind of look ahead and plan out Create those steps a little bit. Excellent. A bit sooner. Yeah. Uh, it, so un unquestionably, it, it, it not only, I think, uh, helps the city out as far as uh, additional training uh, for the firefighters uh, uh, to potentially save lives, but also as a professional, now the, the firefighters are cross-trained in another profession as well. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's tremendous. Um, but also there's, there's a... Another goal this year was to purchase special operations vehicle for the technical rescue team. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? What, you know, what kinds of special operations does the technical rescue team handle and so on? Yeah, sure. So the technical rescue team um, handles building collapses, trench rescues, high angle rescues, which are like rescuing window washers off the high rises downtown. Low angle rescues, which is uh, could be anything from getting a patient up a riverbank, or if a car sure. goes off into a ditch and it's a little too steep to walk the patient up, we can set up a haul system through uh, ropes and pulleys to get the patient up to the top of the ditch and then on the ambulance. And then we also do um, confined space rescues. And did I did I mention trench rescues? Mm -hmm. We do that. Yeah. So. 
workers who get um, who, who are you know some of our city workers even sometimes uh, are digging down deep connecting utilities sub, subgrade um, if uh, in the process of trying to render that trench safe it can collapse and then we're called out to dig them out and rescue them and you know I don't think a lot of citizens realize nor did I really how much involvement the firefighters have in a number of different areas besides just putting out fires. Yeah, and that's just our technical rescue right. team. So in addition to that, we have our water rescue team and right. our hazardous materials team. But yeah, this uh, we are purchasing a new vehicle for our tech rescue team, and that new vehicle um, is replacing a 1989 Ford uh, Pepsi truck. Oh, my God. So, uh, a few years ago, we were donated this Pepsi truck for the sole purpose of our technical rescue team, and we made it work. Okay. Um, but now, uh, with with uh, advancements in technology and increases in certification sure. levels and increases in mandates by the mm -hmm. state for certification levels, we've seen that team go from just a rope rescue team to all these other disciplines, mm -hmm. like I mentioned before, building collapse, trench rescue, confined space rescue, high angle rescue, low angle mm -hmm. rescue, tower rescue, all those things. So mm -hmm. we needed a vehicle that would suit uh, those needs, plus... That Pepsi truck wasn't always the best to get equipment in and out of. So now we kind of always just made it work. Now we design a truck with the specific purpose in mind of hauling the specialized equipment. So uh, with that, we see a better ergonomic design mm -hmm. with it, hopefully less injuries and in trying to get the heavy shoring equipment mm -hmm. out. Um, some of the, uh, the birch panels that we use for trench rescue can weigh hundreds of pounds. Sure. So it takes uh, a couple guys to get those out. We have increased uh, capability in scene lighting. We have anchor points that they can use for those low angle rescues. Um, and uh, just more efficient equipment for faster deployment when we get on the scene. Chief, you talked earlier about some of the equipment that we have as far as uh, trucks and now the new special uh, operations equipment and so on uh, and vehicles. Uh, Oh, several months ago, we introduced a new ladder truck to Station One. Yes, we did. And I got to uh, to help initiate it uh, into the <laughs> into the station. Uh, are we going to be getting any more? Uh, and how, how do you decide where these ladder trucks go? If I remember correctly, you pushed that thing in uh, by yeah, yourself. Yeah, <laughs> kind of yes. <laughs> well. Uh, Actually, so on that day, we, uh, we put truck one into service, but simultaneously put truck 12 into service, too. So we purchased two new ladder trucks last, or last year with the purpose of putting them in service this year. Um, once again, we take a look at um, the, our territory, so the city limits as a whole, and we try and place those trucks in uh, the most advantageous place we can. So right now we have trucks at Station 1, Station 12, Station 14 over by Snyder High School, mm -hmm. um, Station 15 out north, mm -hmm. and then Station 17 out west. Yeah, I would think that you would need them more for the uh, areas with the taller buildings. Obviously. Well, yeah, yeah, and we do. And what's unique about Fort Wayne is that we're not, we don't have a shortage of tall buildings. And so just about <laughs> any territory you go to, True. <laughs> there's either a large industrial building or a tall building. Yeah. Hotels um, and, the, and all yeah, of the ladder time. trucks help reach those, sure. not only for rescue, but also for um, extinguishment of fire. So we oh, can sure. get above the structure, um, maybe 
maybe uh, direct water into a hole that's already vented and hopefully stop the fire from progressing any further. But in addition to that, our ladder trucks are also our rescue vehicle. So I don't know if you remember this or not, but a few years ago, we had what was called a rescue unit. It was a truck specific oh my to just gosh. rescue. Yes, that's didn't right. Didn't carry any water, didn't carry any hose, didn't carry any ladders, uh, but it was meant for specialized rescue. Now we've expanded that capability to our five trucks. Mm -hmm. So not only do the trucks carry the aerial ladder mm -hmm. rescue device, but they also carry specialized rescue equipment. So if we go back to what we were saying about our technical rescue team, the trucks are kind of our first eyes on the scene mm -hmm. as far as it goes with technical rescue. So we've actually provided those firefighters at those truck houses with some special training. And they can kind of, just like that paramedic getting on the scene first, can kind of direct that care from start to finish. Our uh, rescue trucks can kind of direct that, that course of action from arriving on the scene first and calling for the team and making sure things get set up appropriately. So they actually help deploy resources quicker. The, you know, besides uh, fulfilling the obligation of your profession itself, uh, I noticed that uh, uh, the fire department also gets involved in some other uh, interesting uh, tasks. Uh, for instance, uh, the, the filling of oxygen tanks. Mm -hmm. You do those, at, do those at Station 1. Uh, I would assume because we're doing it, rather than having having it contracted out that it's there's a significant cost savings yeah so there is a significant cost savings with doing that and also we do our own in-house repair of our breathing apparatus so we fill the bottles with breathing air um, we also uh, manage the repair of all those breathing apparatus that has significant cost savings to the to the city um, but that brings up a good point you know we we have done, we have tried to do a really good job of finding ways to save money uh, on the fire department and find room within the, within the budget in order to cut costs administratively so that we can spend it on operations and direct that towards training and development of our firefighters. One of the ways that we did that was, uh, one of the most significant ways is through our energy savings program. So a few years ago, um, we identified that we could potentially save a lot of money by uh, finding ways to cut our energy costs within our 18 fire stations. So we started with an energy uh, savings incentive program where we challenged our firefighters in the engine house to see how much energy they could save just by turning out the lights and yeah. turning down the heat or turning down the air a little bit. So we gave them a year in order to prove how much they could save. And uh, at the end of it, we said, whoever comes in first, will get a new TV set for the <laughs> living room. Whoever comes in second, will get a nice little toaster oven so, so they don't have to heat up the big oven anytime they need something. And then third place got a uh, uh, steak dinner oh my for goodness. the Super Bowl cooked by yours truly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, that should have been the first prize. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that was the first way. And we, you know, we saved, you know, the, the station at one had a 49% decrease oh, in, my their, in their energy costs. Um, the second phase of that plan was, uh, looking at, um, electric cars and hybrid cars, mm -hmm. which I know, right. you know, through our fleet, department right. we've we've started implementing uh hybrid cars throughout the right. the rest of the fleet and we did it with our code enforcement uh personnel and we saw you know just like with a 2008 
Impala. Mm -hmm. Over the lifespan of that vehicle, we saw 15, uh, we saw an average of 15 miles per gallon, oh, right, wow. on that vehicle. With some of our electric cars, um, and calculating out, making some assumptions, we're looking at probably um, 84, 85 miles per gallon wow. in cost savings. So the, you know, the 10 inspectors that we have and sure. that are driving those electric cars, we'll probably see a pretty significant cost savings over the life of those vehicles. And then our third um, phase in our um, energy savings program was installing LED lighting at some of our stations, not only inside but also in the parking lot. So station 12, 16, 17, 18, and 19 all received new LED lighting. We started last October, finished the project up um, this April, this last April. The, the initial capital output was about $96,000, but we're going to receive uh, about a $9,000 rebate from AEP. Ah. And then uh, we'll, we're projecting about a $15,000 per year cost savings nice. by just installing LED lighting. Not only, uh, as you were sitting here discussing all those energy uh, saving programs that you're implementing, uh, I was just thinking, well, not only is it terribly important for public safety, especially in the fire department where you are responsible for so many different facilities, but you know all of our divisions, uh, I think, uh, need to be acutely aware of how much money we could possibly save by implementing various cost-saving techniques. And, and I know that I've talked to some of the other department heads and division directors, uh, but it's really great to hear it from you and exactly what's, uh, what, what you're doing and how much, uh, how much cost savings can be, in, can be involved. Um, it's like you often yeah. say in our, in our staff meetings, we owe it to the citizens to be responsible with their tax dollars, and yes. that's one way we can do it. One last thing that I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about, you know, the, there's no question that firefighters are a, uh, a unique breed. They're very much a family, and what what would you say makes someone uh, choose firefighting as a career, knowing that it's a very dangerous occupation? Uh, I've often wondered what would drive a person to to become a firefighter. Well, you know, it's a really it's a very interesting question, Mr. Mayor. Um, one that I don't know I can give a, a simple answer to. You know, we have 348 firefighters, and I'm. I'm guessing if you asked each one of those 348 firefighters, they would all have been motivated by something different, right? What what caused them? It could have been circumstances. Mm, um, true. It, it could be a passion for giving back to their community, um, a need to serve. Uh, it was maybe what we call the family business, right? And um, you know, grandfathers and fathers all all were mm. firefighters. But in the end, uh, the one thing that we all have in common is that we are highly motivated and dedicated to serving the citizens of Fort Wayne to the best way we possibly can. And I think every single firefighter that's on the job today um, knew what they were getting into and the sacrifices that they'd have to make in order to make this a fulfilling career, one that um, is truly dedicated to uh, our job of saving lives. You know, just last year, Collectively, our firefighters spent over 90,000 hours training to be the best firefighters they can in the country. And I think it's that level of dedication 
that little level of um, um, uh, self-awareness mm-hmm. of what they can and cannot do and that ability to dedicate themselves to training is what makes us such a good fire department and so effective at what we do. Eric, what, what would you say, as we close up the, the show, what would you say is, is the most frequently asked question of you as a firefighter? I know children come up to you all the time and, and because firefighters are their heroes, and understandably so, but um, I, I know adults come up to you all the time as well. What, is, there a, is there a frequently asked question? Yeah, it's uh, where are the Dalmatians? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about yeah. that. That's right. <laughs> we do get asked a lot. Where are the dogs? <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, with that, we are we are out of time for today's segment. I want to thank uh, you, Eric, for, for spending a few minutes with us, and thank to everyone for for tuning in. I certainly continue to be encouraged by the momentum that we're experiencing here in our city, and and let's keep it going. Until next time, I'm Mayor Tom Henry.